Por- um, talking about Filipino? Filipino. You're Filipino? Yes. No, you're not. Yes. Yeah, he is. Even he is, too. His mom makes lumpia, for fuck's sake. The lumpias are so fucking good. Have By you the way, if you're listening, mm-hmm. Eddie's mom, and you want to make Eddie and Jeremy's mom, if you want to make some lumpia, I Yeah, am, we have the same mother. Yeah, right? I am 100% for lumpia. I would agree. That's a banana sauce thing, right? Oh, banana so sauce is so fucking Yes, I would I'm agree. Sorry. So damn good. good. Oh, I got to get to... Good evening, and welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from their private collections, and one who tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. What up, yo? How about those chimichangas? Eddie. Shit, did I leave the stove on? (laughs) And Brandon. I'm going to make sure that today, Sean is the half gentleman. Ooh. Bro, the host can never be the host. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, my God. <laughs> With every review, we tell you how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection. At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero is the perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five is a terrible film that you must be blackout drunk in a light, tight red superhero suit to enjoy. Which is not bad. It sounds pretty cool, actually. I would wear it. Looks like a big... Anyway. I wear it all the time. A big in what? A, a big condom. Oh, in addition to, ah, <laughs> I was going in there. In addition to our Protection. review, we generally pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance generally. the viewing experience. Every single time we do. We invite you now to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. With that, what anti-superhero villainous superhero do we have this evening? This oh, evening? tonight we are going to finish up our superhero movies with the often inappropriate disgusting, and disturbing Deadpool. This 2016 uh, addition to the Marvel Alternate Universe stars Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson or Deadpool in the title role with Marina Bakrin co-starring. That's, that's good. I that was really, good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, good job. Good one. Deadpool, We've been practicing. <laughs> I have been practicing for the last five minutes. Deadpool was released in the United States on February 12th, 2016 after an unconventional marketing campaign. Super the film achieved both financial and critical success earning over $782 million against a $58 million budget and becoming the ninth highest grossing film of 2016, as well as breaking numerous records, including the highest grossing X-Men film and R-rated film at the time. Critics praised Reynolds' performance, the film's style and faithfulness to the comics, and its action sequences, though some criticized the plot as formulaic, and those people are assholes. Is that and at this table... Oh, I, I, Eduardo. Oh, you would add that into the script. Take us through. Son of a... Take us through. Fuck you. Eddie, what do you have? Thank you. Please tell me, Eddie. Uh, As we mentioned, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. Sometimes the drink will be referenced directly in the film, and other times the drink will be simply inspired the film. Tonight, since... uh, Eddie has taken the lead of the cocktail. <laughs> wow, he's uh, talking to him. He's talking as a third, third person. person. He's breaking Eddie, the fourth the wall. And he's Eddie, talking to third what, person. Tonight, well, we are drinking. Uh, it's called a blowjob. Uh, it's uh, half Kahlua and half S- Bailey's. Excuse me. What are we drinking? A blowjob. A blowjob. Yes, a blowjob. And all, I remember so, that in the movie. So, yeah, this was obviously not inspired like the by the movie, scene. but it took place in the movie, kind of like, kind of like that uh, that James Bond. Drink. Yeah, uh, which is what? Vodka martini with uh, shaking that stirred with a lemon peel. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I've said it like a thousand times. I need to drop my strip. So we're really uh, drinking a blowjob. We're drinking a blowjob, half uh, Bailey's and half Kalu, and uh, also a little bit of whipped cream on top. <laughs> Not gonna. Lie, I love the this way blowjob. to the way to actually drink it is a proper way. You gotta. What's the proper way? Oh, tell me, Ed. You gotta. Would put you like to demonstrate around. for the cameras someday? You gotta put your lips around, like just like pretend. Okay, pretend you hear me. Now I'm gonna put my lips around this <laughs> oh mic. Oh my god! And then you gotta He's lift breaking it up. The fourth wall. Uh, I'm playing. All right. Well, this is a PG-13 don't, don't, show. Don't so do that to the microphone. If you're <laughs> listening to this, this is PG-13. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. So, uh, but we're also me. having a few drinks from uh, what? Aviation gin. That's Ryan Reynolds. Right. Ryan Reynolds. Hashtag. Which, by the way, is my favorite gin, Aviation. It's aviation is my gin favorite I drink. Too. Grows hair on my chest. Oh, no, I think it no, tastes no, amazing. It's delicious. So I, I, I was drinking the other day uh, uh, Aviation, which is a cocktail with uh, creme de violet. Oh, it tastes like springtime. It's fantastic. I think it's truly, actually, really good. I love it. 
I yes, like it. it's a good gym. Fantastic, Mr. Reynolds. And if you want uh, to donate to the podcast or be a co-host, you know you're welcome to. You're welcome uh, to time. jump on the show. Brandon, take us through the co- the, uh, uh, the the film we selection. Choose. Well, to give you a little background on our selection process for the second season, we're going to be reviewing movies that we, however tenuously, can link together by theme, actors, or subject. This is our last installment in the superhero franchise. Thank no. <laughs> God. Okay, I'm just saying I'm going to get happy next week. Uh, again, we are trying to keep to our mandate of reviewing movies that shape how stories have been told throughout time on screen and even how we think that they will be told in the future. So we won't be talking about the movie straight through. Instead, we'll let our conversations flow naturally. That said, we'll be touching on different film aspects. Touching or talking? Oh, shit, touching, touch topping, to to- yeah. That said, we'll be talking about different film aspects, including the plot, characters, direction, music, director of photography, and anything else that might come up. Sorry, we've had a few little... Um, aviation bombs. Aviation gins. Cinematic graphically. I haven't said that one in a couple days. That was good. Thanks, Sean. So, um, Sean, can you tell me when the first time you actually saw this movie? Um, you know, I, I recall it was a hot theater. The theater was very hot. 2016. Was, I was very... Um, yeah, it was 2016. Let me tell you about a wonderful story. <laughs> an older lad was so excited to go see this movie on opening weekend that he bought tickets for his dear friend. It was a late showing. What happens is that he tells his friend, hey, be ready. That friend comes in the middle of the night around like 9 o'clock, you know, and see how his friend's doing. His friend was almost passed out on the couch. And he looked at me and goes, I had a few much drinks. <laughs> I take this man to the theater. We go to the theater. And it was probably one of the most hot, weirdest experience I've ever had in movie theater. Sean was like, this place is too hot. <laughs> and everyone's like, shh. He's like, no, you shh. You shh. Oh, he was drunk at the theater. He does oh. that a lot. First of all, I was I was at well, East yes, but to the us theater episode was nine. incredibly warm. He, incredibly warm. Let's not talk about the theater. Which one? Oh no, no. And then and then someone was just like, Hey, uh, let's watch the movie. I want the refill. Oh yeah. And then he goes and talks to the talks to what? The, the manager. main the manager. He's like, I can't understand. I'll pay good money for <laughs> it being really hot here and I don't think it's a horrible experience. Yo, shame on you. Shame on you. I did say that, and you know what? I'm proud of it. And as I get more and more inebriated, the lawyer in me comes out more and more, and I get very precise in what I say, and I was very hot. It was very uncomfortable theater. So but we you, have never actually gone had to that two, theater again. You had two tall, uh, two double shots, oh, uh, Captain Morgan, Captain Trode. You had three. Eddie, I literally came into the house, and he had this green like, Sorry, I had a few drinks. <laughs> I, you know, I get carried away, and I really forgot we were going to the movie. So he doesn't remember the first time he saw this no, movie. No, no, I know. However, I did see it subsequently, and I will say that uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it a lot more in my own house where the air conditioning was comfortably set at 71 degrees. Yeah. Interesting. 69 degrees. Well, for this movie, it better be at 69 degrees. <laughs> All right, so let's talk okay, about Okay, let's talk about how amazing this movie is because it's the only good superhero movie you should ever see. I'm just going to say it right now. We should, it's great. Because you just like the opening credits. Okay, so let's talk about the damn <laughs> opening credits. How freaking funny was that? Making fun of... Okay, so what I love about this, and I'm just going to start it off right now, it makes fun of superhero movies. It literally talks about how every movie is formulaic, right? The entire opening credits have this, like... Directed by an overpaid tool, right? I mean, like it was just it was brings light, brilliant, brings yeah. The CGI comedy. character, a gratuitous uh, cameo or something like that. It makes fun of everything that I hate about superhero movies. So I, I genuinely love. I thought movie. it was a good action movie love too. On top of that, it was a like really good action scene. Yeah. In this movie. And, and let's 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 not pretend that this movie would have done anything without Ryan Reynolds, who I think. Yeah, he spent he, a lot. Spent four trying to get this movie off the ground. Mm-hmm. Finally, redeems himself for all the other terrible movies that he's made with. Hey, 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 superhero hey. movies. He'll okay. be the first one to tell you. Well, the he Green is Lantern the first in this one. God awful. Well, he only That's went to the Green Lantern because his wife. He did that for his wife. No, no, he went <sighs> to the Green Lantern because Fox Studios totally ruined the character, took the character away from him, and pretty much put him on like you know. On, on, on a whole, like, hey, you know, listen, are you going to do this movie or not? And he's like, no, we're not, we're not going to do this movie. He's like, all right, fine, I'll just do Green Lantern. And then he's actually the one who actually made this movie happen. Yeah, he did. This, was, this is all him. Right. You know, he did that test yeah. footage. It got, like, the ball rolling. You know, Fox was like, here, here's, here's $50 million. Good luck with that. You know what? Seriously, it threw the egg on Fox Studios' face on that because yeah. it made it was one of the highest, like, grossing comic book movies. I also showed you another side of Ryan Reynolds that I think everyone was... He, we he, hadn't seen up he until seen that it point. like that. You saw yeah. pit, uh, 
pits, uh, bits and parts of this type of Ryan Reynolds, but you never really saw him take lead. I felt like I don't know why. I mean, even I like it. going back to like three, uh, what is it? Two men and a girl in a pizza place. Was oh, that, so I'm, good. I would say Van Wilder. You, you had okay, Van Wilder. But what I'm saying is, yeah. you have this like snappy, snippy character of Ryan Reynolds who always had something to say, and you always, I think you're right, and I think you he always you always felt like he was holding back, mm-hmm. and in this movie, all the dirty and perverse and horrible things that were going on in his mind, he decided to just share with the audience, and yeah. I thought a couple of things made this movie work better than it probably could would have, have or could, could have, have yeah. in normal life. Number one is he broke the fourth wall immediately. Mm-hmm. So we were on this journey with Deadpool and he was, he was, we were like his sidekick. And so he yeah. shared with us information. I loved when the action would stop and he would explain things going on. <laughs> Looked at you. <laughs> yeah. But, look at like, tell you what he was going to do. Like, Oh, I only have three bullets left. Let's see what I'm going to do here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the, the concept of, of you kind of having that intimate knowledge mm-hmm. to me made the movie so much more enjoyable because it wasn't just a one-liner like, uh, you know, get off my plane or or uh, some terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back. Whatever, yeah. whatever it might be. Stick around. You actually had internal communication, internal dialogue mm-hmm. that he was sharing with you, and it shaped his character so wonderfully. I think well, you just can't. Well, one of the yeah. things that I think I've noticed about superhero movies, watching these last three, I'm not counting Deadpool because it was too good, but the last three superhero movies that I feel sucked over the last three weeks um and that's Jeez. that's black panther which i thought was decent but not very good superman which i thought was absolute dog shit and then wonder woman which i thought was dog shit's dog shit um what i noticed about how many these, dog shits was that that's a that's well i'm counting two you're talking me two dog shits mm, oh dog that's shit. a reference to another bad movie let's jump back on obviously you don't like superhero movies oh point break okay but, that's right no but what i noticed that, uh, about these superhero movies and I think one of the things that I don't like about it is they take themselves so seriously and you can't take yourself seriously when you have somebody going off of last week's Wonder Woman jumping 80 feet in the air and doing a cartwheel and then shooting seven people and then landing with a perfect 10 on a gymnastics floor what I think that this one does though is it says why are we making these things so damn serious this is a fun action shoot them up let's not get super realistic kind of movie and what they don't do is they don't get they don't get serious with this. They say, you know, this is supposed to be fun and enjoyable. Talk about going back to 2009 when Deadpool first came out with X-Men uh, Origin Wolverine. Wolverine. Wolverine, mm-hmm. I saw that one. I'm so happy that they, Ryan stuck it out. He's like, I like well, this Well, he didn't have much of a talking had, part in that, no, they, that movie, they, right? Because they Thank sewed God. his mouth. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did it. What a classic it, film, by the way. Just, what honestly, a terrible to be movie. honest, he did do great movies <laughs> before this movie. I mean, he did The Proposal. Right, he did great a proposal. Adventureland, I liked Adventureland. Adventureland, great I, movie. definitely maybe. Yeah. So, but action-wise movies, this was a movie that he established and Blade himself. Trinity. Blade Trinity. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Prefer, I, I feel oh, like do you like is, that reference in, in the movie? He's just like, yes. go see the midnight screen of Blade Two. <laughs> <laughs> Blade Trinity. He was buff in that one. He was. Oh my god. Uh, I, I, I think everyone here has a little crush on Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, a little one. I got so, a big one. Uh, what I liked about the movie is, that Brandon, it kind of, I'm kind of going to go against what you said, but at the same time, agree with you. Um, Makes no sense. Okay. This movie was super serious. It's about a guy who gets diagnosed with cancer. No, no, hold on. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'll, I'll stroke your ego in a minute. I hope to God. A guy who, di- who's dying of cancer, who leaves his prostitute. Girlfriend, she not a to, prostitute. She was a dancer. She's Talk a dancer. Like that, God, are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wikipedia, a prostitute girlfriend. Oh, because we trust everything on Wikipedia. <laughs> anyway, Jesus. so leaves What's her, Marina. Uh, you want to go ahead and take it? You, no, no, you go and do it. So I practice it. Yeah. Anyway, Bracken. Bracken. Vanessa. Let's call her Vanessa. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he gets diagnosed with cancer, does not want her to see him die, and that's why he takes the experimental treatment that turns him into Deadpool. I think that's a pretty serious It's the presentation, subject, though, of the subject. Is one, and that's what I was yeah. trying to say, is that while this deals with serious themes, the, the presentation is so fun, light, and airy, mm-hmm. it's almost like you can look past the seriousness and really know the character. Well, that's what I'm saying, is that, that the, the... Okay, so Superman or Wonder Woman. Let's go with Wonder Woman, because that was just god-awful is that they took these these high, crazy ideas and they presented it as like overly serious, overly, you know, uh, I mean, they just took themselves way too serious. And this movie just took itself not as serious. And whether you want to talk about the subject matter or not, the presentation is really what we're seeing. So let me ask you a question. Would you call this character, Deadpool, an anti-hero? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that we're still talking about that because yes, I would. 
Sean? Uh, does he have an altruistic uh, purpose? Then yes. He's a hero. Yes. Okay. He's a hero. What about Tyler Durden? No altruistic. What what purpose. movie is that one from, Jerry? That shitty uh, one with it was the, a very uh, classic it was movie. A it was one of our very first movies. movies. I absolutely love that movie. Horrible. Oh, Fight Club! That's yeah. what it is. Such oh, a great movie. Brandon was I really, wrong. I really, and I really enjoy. I really really enjoy the music of this movie right off the very beginning of him sitting on top of the freeway, just doing a little cartoon character. Uh, hi, I'm Francis, and, and he's like shooting Francis in the head. Like you instantly got this like funny, cool little like vibe going on, and you just enjoyed it from the very beginning. Of just he kept cutting back. Back and forth to how he, like he kept pulling back to how he became Deadpool. Right, and it was right. really it was that's a really I felt like movies need to do that a little bit with it, it brought a little different aspect of heroes. And in you fifteen got to minutes, it. you got an origin story. Hell right. yeah, and, and, and it, it, it enjoyed it. Yeah, we didn't talk about this last week, and I kind of wanted to talk about it with Wonder Woman. But do we need origin stories anymore? Do you think? No, not necessarily. If you get to the point, you get an idea. You don't need to have to like, do like a whole hour worth. What Deadpool did here it was just like, hey. This is the reason why you're here at this point of the movie. Well, I think Spider-Man proved that the new Spider-Man with Tom Holland uh, proved that you don't have to have an origin story. You don't even actually have to have a backstory to the character to really jump, dive right into the story. So, Good one right there, yeah. Um, I think that was that was really good. That was piggybacking off of a little bit of Iron Man and, yeah. and Marvel. So Deadpool is like in a little category by itself. It's it's kind of the stepbrother. It's all stepbrother step of you know? a lot of superhero movies. Like and seriously, they couldn't even get like part of the X Men. Yeah, they, they couldn't afford more than two. Yeah, Which I, I love that reference. Like, well, why is it when I come here, you're the only two There's here? It's almost like we didn't have enough budget to go buy any other characters. Yeah, I think that's real, but they made, just made light of it. And, yeah. But part and part of brilliant filmmaking is leaning into your deficiencies, right? So I don't think that Indiana Jones would have been Indiana Jones unless Spielberg made a direct purpose or, or cause to use slapstick 1940s technology not really get you know not really big blow out the budget this only had a 58 million dollar budget we we did what wonder woman last week it was 120 to 150 million dollars in disappointing film and didn't this one just look better it just it felt it better felt everything better. it was everything about it was better yeah and one of the things that i i love is that his snarkiness or the deadpool snarkiness or wade wilson snarkiness is the reason he became deadpool so it's actually not the that makes him I mean yeah that makes him Deadpool and makes him live forever but he was left in the hyperbaric chamber because he made fun of a guy's name yep. like Ajax. everything about Ajax yeah. didn't like it that his name was really Francis <laughs> <laughs> everything about the story kind of harkened back to his character his character drove the story as opposed to him being swept up in, in a superhero save the world kind of uh, kind of theme. I'm going to yeah. piggyback on that right there because I don't think the villains was didn't do justice regarding to the film. I mean, I know it's Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, but I just didn't think the villains, again, just didn't do anything for me in this movie. I mean, what well, do you guys think about that? They villains? weren't flashy, and I think that might have been something that I almost liked about it, is that they were more, you know, so he has superhero powers, essentially. Well, not essentially. He does have superhero powers. Ajax does. But he's not dressed up in a cape. He's a, Okay, yeah. so let's just go off of last week. Let's right? put it this way. When he's on screen, I'm not, I don't care about his, his story, or, you know, like, it's like it's not interesting yeah. to me when he's on the screen. I guess, be, but I, I look at this as, as, in a lot of ways, Ajax is a really realistic character in the sense of he, he because he's not flashy because he is um just kind of another bad guy that it's just kind of another just knock him off off the chain of, of or the list of bad guys just going after <laughs> part of me part of me wants to think that it was intentional to have a generic villain it was like it was a generic james bondy villain who stole his girl it was there wasn't anything spe special about it because this wasn't a special movie. Nothing about this movie was supposed to be special and big and bold. Everything was supposed to be kind of generic, and it allowed his character to come to, to the front. If you compare that with Civil War, okay? So Civil War, you had Baron, whatever the guy's name was, yeah, who I think was one of the best Marvel villains of all time um, because he allowed people to see that the superheroes were fighting each other and they weren't perfect. Same thing here where this villain kind of attacked the things that made Deadpool human and not Deadpool. They attacked his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, at the end of the movie. But that's like in the third act of the movie. You know, it takes like a you know, majority of the movie to get to that point. You know, to me, it's just I was hoping more from that villain, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, for me, and I hate to say this is an origin movie, even though it is. I feel like the bad guy in this movie, and maybe this is kind of the, this or Deadpool being 
anti-superhero movie is that it's not really about him facing down the bad guy until the end, right? It's about him kind of developing his sense. In a lot of ways, it's kind of a, a, a Saturday Night Live skit in a lot of ways, right? It's just different scenes of just weird, stupid, really jacked up humor for a lot of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed how uh, as soon as after he got out of the chamber of how he found a way out of the, you know, that, that tank, right? Where he took the match after he his face got defigured. It showed also when he first became Deadpool with his buddy at the bar, you know, he almost became Mr. Deadpool and they took it back because he's like, oh, Deadpool's fine. But it showed like, it just showed a, a evolution of process of Deadpool mm-hmm. and it showed like he came, he, he was fully in white. And then he got you know gunshots, and it was he's trying to get he's trying to do bleach on his you know and it, it was funny he was trying to wash it, and then the blind girl said, either wear red or you do this, yeah. you know? And then he started. <laughs> and that, that, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I brought up too in my notes or I wrote down in my notes is I love the evolution of his character through the evolution of his costume. Well, I, I agree yeah. with that 100. percent I it, it kind of reinforces his character as an antihero because as he goes through the story, he becomes more heroic. He becomes yes. he becomes more altruistic in fighting for good and honorable things, even though it's that's not his nature. It's not his character. But then I, I love fighting Francis, but in the same time, he's killing bad guys. Right, but right. at the end, when he's you know he's there and and big steel dude, whatever his name is, Colossus. Colossus. He's there saying you know he gives that whole beautiful long speech about why why superheroes are better than the normal person, and then boom, shoots Francis in the head, Ajax in the head, um, and he's just like, man, that was just like long piece of shit talk that he didn't even <laughs> right. To me, that was just him reclaiming what he is. I mean, he's a vigilante, just like. Batman, except he takes a step further. Like the, begin- so? like the beginning of the movie where he's just like, you know, shish kebabbing that guy. And he's like, dude, can you believe this? Like, you know, you probably took your girlfriend's here and you're just like, that guy just seriously murders someone. Yeah. Like, this movie really breaks the fourth wall. The eighth wall, because he actually did it actually yeah, twice, yeah, which the, I yeah. thought was fantastic, by the way. When you think of superheroes, you think of like a Tom, like, not like too bloody almost. Because it's like, oh, yeah. Right, and this became reserved. You're reserved, and he even stops the movie. He looks at you. I bet your boyfriend uh, probably told you that this was going to be a superhero <laughs> movie, and that like you wonder why this guy's brains is on the side of the picture. This yeah. movie knows that, and I was telling you guys off off mic that this movie knows that this is it is not going to take itself seriously, and no. you see it right off the bat. You just see how it's just almost like it comes very close to a comic book, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. Like it's very graphic, it's very cutthroat, and seriously, you got to give it credit for it being like you know what. We're not going to be this PG-13 bullshit. We're going to actually go and be a hard-rated R, and we're just going to deal with it and accept it. And guess what? This movie, I feel, paved the way for other R-rated comic book films Absolutely. to actually go forward. But see, what I love about it, so, I mean, this is super metafictional, okay? So it's, it's it knows it's a movie. It literally plays into the fact that it's a movie. It tells us that it's a movie, right? And what it's doing is it's drawing attention to what I think a lot of, a lot of the downfalls or the shortcomings of superhero movies. And it's doing this to say, hey, listen, we know... That this is dumb. We know this is dumb. We know this is dumb, and we're gonna be that here, but we're making fun of it because that's the that's the g- generic approach to this, right? And so I, I, it's just it's to me it's brilliantly written. It's brilliantly put together. I think it's a smart ass movie. And look at look at the uh, marketing. We we really didn't get a chance to talk about the marketing. It was marketed as a Valentine's Day movie for couples to go see. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah, the, they talked um, about Christmas in the movie. Well, no, yeah, the, I was going to say, is it a the Christmas movie? Die Hard the movie is. is feel the love this Valentine's Day. It is. <laughs> he's on the cover of the of the movie poster with a heart right. on his like right. sh- like yeah, in his hand. And I'm telling that. you, this this was marketed as this satirical, like let's just throw up everything we think we know about superhero movies, everything we think we know about film. Let's just throw it up in the air and see what sticks. And, and that's what makes him... And the brilliant part is that most of it, most of it, not all of it, most of it, I think, I think does stick. What's amazing about it when you said that it was open in February, this, I believe, paved the way for other, I keep saying that, paved the way for other comic book films and films to be released in the month of February. Uh, like a great opportunity for it to actually do well. And when you look at the mandate of our podcast, right, which is to review movies that have somehow shaped the way movies have been told or how they will be told in the future on screen. Okay, that's basically what we what we strive to, to solve in our in our podcast. This movie came from a long, a long ass line of superhero movies. There was a hundred superhero movies before we got to this moment. 
then all of a sudden you have this massive paradigm shift where everyone's trying to be a little bit more like Deadpool and a little bit less like the formulaic movies that came before it. Just less Everyone's here. about like X-Men. Uh, honestly, because Marvel's Marvel, but everyone's also... X-Men, I feel like, started the comic. It revitalized. Re- yes, it, it revitalized it comic some life. movies. Yeah, but I mean, if you go back to the 80s, you have great... Some great movies. You have The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. You have Dark Man with um, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. What? That was 94. Dark Man? Shadow. The Shadow was 94? Oh. Yeah, buddy. Mystery oh, Man. man. Mystery, Mystery Man. Man. <laughs> the Phantom. But you go all the way back to the 1950s, 1940s, 1930s. You had um, a bunch of uh, a bunch of really great serial superhero kind of stories with the Green Lantern and the, or the, excuse me, the Green Hornet and all these different things. Come come forward to, into 2017, 2016, and you have a foul-mouthed, you know, kind of anti, you know, anti-hero superhero, oh, yeah. who who totally Cocky. changed, yeah. totally changed the face of 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 uh, of comic book movies. This was the highest-grossing R-rated movie, right? Yeah. You know, just last year the Joker had to top that. And that's basically Joker came from this movie right here, I believe. Yeah, of with, like the formula. With you know? no, with no Deadpool, you don't get Logan, like you said. Yeah, and with no Logan, you don't get Joker. I feel like also Guardians of the Galaxy became a little thing also at the same time after this. I don't know why. No, I, I can see that. It's it's almost like they changed. Was Guardians of the Galaxy before it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Twenty fourteen. Well, it was, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, I, I just felt like Deadpool exploded it. Guardians of the Galaxy maybe touched it, but then. Deadpool just like, let's just keep pushing it. Let's just keep pushing what Garden Galaxy is trying to do. And I'll tell you what Ryan Reynolds was when they kind of did the whole thing about like, you know, removing his mouth and uh, uh, Wolverine, you know, covering the mouth. Like he told the studio, was like, do you realize that there's a lot of Deadpool fans out there? Do you realize that this is basically his character? You're ruining the character. So seriously, like there, there's this underground love for this character that finally reached to the big screen and succeeded. See, it gave them. It gave yeah. people what they wanted. I think this movie had to have mass appeal, and what what was mass appealing was number one, Ryan Reynolds was a, was a great actor. Number two is you had someone who was genuinely funny. He was genuinely funny. Every time he opened his mouth, you were like, "And the writing, what are you going to say?" Writing next? is is good. Yes. <clears throat> no, I mean, so here here I am, a, a non superhero, non comic book fan, right? Who appreciated? I would even go as so far as say, really, really liked this movie. Knowing nothing about his character, right? Like I did the research after I watched this movie and, and found out that he was, you know, this super crass, super R-rated, super, um, you know, shitty joke kind of character. And and here I was enjoying it, enjoying the hell out of it, you know. Um, and so I think that that it does reach out beyond the superhero or the comic book fans. But I think that what it does do is because it sticks so closely to the comic books that we get those fans. And this movie also gets the other fans like me who just wants to see a good movie that maybe doesn't take itself so damn seriously mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, so the other thing about, uh, I don't know if you've seen Deadpool 2, but it had um, a great song at the end, like a James Bond song. Not yet, but I will be watching it too. Celine Dion called Out of Ashes. Oh, that was, and that it was is, amazing. I, I, just the whole, it, it just builds on this concept of this this. We're making fun of everyone, and it's a great song. Like it's a, it, if it was a James Bond song, it would have won an Academy Award. It's so good. Like, <laughs> and like seriously, and we, I think we, most of us agree here. Like, part two, Deadpool Tool, it's freaking awesome. Deadpool Tool, and I said Deadpool Two. You said Deadpool Two. that hopefully within the next week because I, I really do need to see it. Yeah, it was. I, I'm telling you that this this. Uh, there was something about the, the magic. There was something magic here. And and there was some director who said it uh, pretty pretty perfectly. He said, sometimes you have magic in a movie, and sometimes that magic grows a magical head. And that's exactly what happened here. Is it, okay, this was magic. Iron Man was magic. This was magic on top of magic. It was just, it, something happened that... The twist. You can't, I think, actually think it was John Favreau who said that. Yeah. Uh, you, you just can't really, you can't create it. It's nothing you can create out of thin air. It just right. happened. Where so, are we at right now in the movie? Oh, we're, we're oh I think that um, he's a mercenary and he's doing jobs. Yeah, the, the like whole, the pizza the guy. Pizza we, guy. First time we seen the pizza funny. guy was good. And, and I mean, I love that when he says, "I'm not here for him. I'm here for you." And I'm like, "What the hell?" It's just like, then who's fucking who's Kelly litter did I take a shit in? You know? And it was like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> There's so much lines here, and that's the thing about this movie is like, I miss a lot of these one-liners where you just like, especially the whole like, you know. <laughs> The whole like you know is it Stewart? 
Is it, you know, is, is it, it Mac- Stewart or McAvoy? McAvoy? I, these timelines are confusing, is what he said. <laughs> I, I had to write that one down. I loved it so much. There's um, so much great lines here. It's it's so quick. It's such a, like, you know, like almost like a rattlesnake, like snap, you know, like a bite, you know, and everything. Yeah. Well, and, and once again, this movie, I think, did a beautiful job wrapping up complex uh, themes or complex story plots in 15, 10, 10, 15 minutes. Because you get a relationship with uh, Vanessa in a very short period of time. Very short. In a very nice montage of, of, of sex fucking, having. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could say that. It sounds a lot better. Yeah. Of sex having. And um, then all of a sudden he's got terminal cancer, and you see the break. You you feel for the characters. You can you see know, that she cares week, about la- him. Last oh, week yeah. you yeah. said you didn't see the relationship Did between um, you know uh, Chris Pine and, and Gal Ducat. No, Gal Dukat. No, that's a Gittin Gal Dukat is a character from Star Trek. Gal Dukat. Gadot. Gal. Where the hell How the hell did you get that right there, know. man? I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, it's Gal. Gata- anyway, anyway, it's Gal. Um, I thought this love story was not only believable but actually engaging. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And another character I thought I, I laughed at uh, was Dopender, the taxi driver. I thought that oh, he was yeah. just a great, stupid character. And then when at the end, when he's got this, his cousin in the back, <laughs> and then he gets rear end. He's just like, I like, oh, bitch you to do it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it was the best. You let him go. Kill him. <laughs> so anyway, um, Eddie, to catch us up on plot, he's come out of his hyperbaric chamber after uh, joking with Ajax about his name. And is all basically disfigured. What a way to do it, to they, burn himself out of that thing. They yeah. cured cancer, though, with him, because he instantly, his well, body heals it. Technically, they, they, they uh, awakened his latent mutant, uh, yes. mutant genetics. Yes, that's right. So, <laughs> just just like, let's remember, he has cancer in his liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. All things he said he can live without. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so they, they basically destroy he I mean, over a joke, he destroys his whole body. He escapes from the chamber. Francis fucking did. Yeah. Did. And uh you know, basically escapes. Yeah. Did anyone recognize uh, a Galaxy Quest actor that was in this movie? Yes, um, yes. Yes. You are. Yeah. He was the one that was actually like you know recruiting yeah. everyone to actually be like you know these experiences yes. and whatnot. Yeah, but I was I like, did. oh my god, that's like Galaxy Quest Galaxy guy. Quest. Also, the guy that was great working. podcast. You guys should go back and listen you to it after this. Just, just wondering, the one I that love, was. I love that scene too, by the way, where he's just like and he looks at the camera like you might want to look away yeah. and he pushes the camera away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. I was wondering the the assistant that was working with uh, Ajax Francis. The the girl. Yeah, she's from The Mandalorian. Oh my god! Yeah, I, was just, oh, I thought about it right now in my head. Yeah. I was like, she's from that show. She's badass. Yeah, season two, yeah. coming up. Uh huh. October. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cue the music. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh, okay, so no, I got a question for you guys because I was I was thinking about this pretty much halfway through the movie for the end of the movie. Um, so he he's like burned and disfigured. Uh, sure, but it's not like that bad did you guys think it was like that bad of his i thought he looked like an avocado did you i don't think so i was looking at him like (laughs) he looked like freddy krueger bro what what, what was the joke about freddy krueger he's burned but it's not that bad and so his fear and i get his fear of talking to vanessa but at the same time i was watching the whole time going like i think vanessa would just be happy that he's alive and he's not like missing a nose or three ears or something i don't know to me i thought he's not nutless or anything what i look at it and i go (laughs) And I really was thinking this is like I don't I think that they could have gone maybe even more grotesque and more disfigured with him to make his his nervousness and his his hesitation to talk to her. Brandon, to answer your question, I don't think it was about his his scars or the way he looked necessarily. It was about how I feel like he he felt like he cheated, like he cheated death, he cheated um, a life out of with her. Yeah, but when he goes back, and he has, he's you know at least. I can remember two or three different chances to go talk to her, right? He goes to the bar and then he, he goes away. And then, um, like the laundry or something. No, he also goes to like the, the market. Like yeah, the, the market. Street, and everyone's what's... looking at him. And everyone's that was the that's, first time. That's yeah. the first time he's at the market, at the Chinese market. And everyone's starting to look at him. And that's where he gets a lot of insecurity by, okay, well, do I look hideous right now? Because yeah. everyone's stopping and like, and that's when he had almost like, Close his eyes and like shut the, the, yeah, the noise so like, out of his ears. It gets it gets in his head way more for sure. But I, I guess for me, I was looking at it going like, if we're gonna try to make him like really disfigured and really just jacked up, like Elephant Man, ugly. they could have gone <laughs> John Hurt style. <laughs> they could have gone there. You said Dark Man. I mean, yeah, Dark Man was pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so something more like that would have been. 
would have made me go a little bit more like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Which, but that, but then at the end, like I really, literally wrote in in my notes, uh, Vanessa would have taken him back, right? And then at the end of the movie, I went back and I, I added C because I mean, like, obviously she's gonna <laughs> love take him conquers back. all. He love said, conquers he all. He said it's a love story movie. Yeah, well, I mean, Valentine's <laughs> Day works. <laughs> and at the end, I mean, that's that's the way the writers wrote it for them to get back together. Oh, for it sure. Wasn't like <laughs> It wasn't like they really had a choice, but he still looked like <laughs> he still looked like Ryan Reynolds, just without hair and a little bit more avocadoy. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you something. What do you guys yeah. think about the action scenes? The action scenes? Yeah. Holy crap! So here's what I said: uh, gnarly action violence, realistic enough. The car chase, stylistically impressive. I was blown away. Oh, so you like the realism of him getting shot through his body so parts? I actually have a response. I have a response. I have a response. Showed you why. Did he get I shot have... in the asshole, by the way? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He walked away like he's like, oh, that one's gonna hurt. I have to, let me just, oh my God, that's like up in the hole. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I thought it was super realistic when, you know, a dead man would definitely get shot by a bunch of bullets by... Uh, well, if you read the comments, Deadpool obviously had... Different uh, heroism, right? Uh, like heroism? He, heroism? Uh, yes, heroism. Uh, he, Deadpool had different. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, because no. you guys are looking at each other like. No, I'm trying like, to get you. I'm trying. I'm on your side. I know, but overall, Deadpool had certain qualities Look, that was I able like, to. I'm playing devil's advocate. He was able to push a bullet through his asshole and still keep oh, walking. And he was fantastic. I loved every minute of it. But so from I, someone who loves reality, okay, this movie was as far from reality because, okay, as humanly I'll tell possible. you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because to is. me, this was so over the top. So over the top because it was making fun of it. So it's you asked why Thor works? This is why Thor works. Right, and, and, and that's fine. That's fine. But this was so over the top that it was making fun of some of these other action sequences that are kind of like what the hell seriously I, I can see what you're saying but i also kind of think that we're trying to do like all this whole kind of john wick vibe and that's kind of the vibe i got with these action sequence and whatnot like they were trying to go that area and everything and i think john wick kind of did a little more more successfully and everything like that mm-hmm. but the the only thing i do have a problem with the action sequence is kind of the car chase thing i just felt like seriously that there was a lot of like you can tell this this is all blue screen so like at that. a 58 million dollar budget it looked phenomenal um I, no. I mean, based on based on we we watched a hundred fifty million dollar movie in Wonder Woman and it looked fake and terrible and gleamy. This actually looked it looked good. No, I, I, you say it looked good. I say like I, I seen Raid Redemption and that was made with ten million dollars and that was just mm-hmm. unbelievable. So okay, so one thing that I thought if we're going to talk about special effects and everything, the torture scenes I thought were hard to watch, but also done really really well. Um, I mean, those were graphic. When when you get his skin basically boiling off, oh yeah. I mean, to me, that the special effects there worked so much better than any kind of green screen that we have with Wonder Woman. Oh, uh, fighting the, the fire too. Right yeah, that was kind of cool. With yeah, this. So I enjoyed it. Let's mm-hmm. talk for a minute about Colossus and uh, Nagasonic teenage warhead. Badass name that yeah. even Deadpool was just like. What did Deadpool say? <laughs> he goes, "What's up?" Ripley from Alien 3? <laughs> Fuck your old. <laughs> I loved all the Sinead O'Connor yeah. jokes. To me, that was just the best. Um, Nothing compares to you? 1990? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that was a Prince song? Yes, yes, Prince wrote that. Oh, yeah. Did you know that uh, Manic Monday from the Bengals was also a Prince song? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just another He's Manic like, what the shit? Monday. That's the coolest name ever. So <laughs> I know, Sean, you, you were saying off mic earlier that you were not a fan of Colossus. I just, of all the X-Men characters, first of all, the accent was just too much for me. I agree with you, Sean. Uh, it was just, yeah. And well, I the think, second part is, uh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to I think, again, this is, um, we talked about that scene. That was awesome. <laughs> all the dinosaurs um, filled the T-Rex. Feared. <laughs> yeah, he had dinosaur arms. Remember, he says he broke both hands That's on the awful. fossil stuff. That, that was amazing. so hard to watch, honestly. <laughs> it made me laugh. No. Uh, okay, so I think one of the things, and I, I'm going to go to this, and maybe I'm right, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like everything was done so over the top. The, the Russian accent was so over the top. Um, but I think they picked Colossus so that he could have a legitimate matching battle with um, Gia. I think they picked him because uh, he was cheap. Well, I agree probably. with that. And he actually says it just like, what? There's only two of you X-Men that all lives in this big house? I don't think it was cheap. I think it kind of worked with I think Deadpool worked, because yeah. they wanted to certain do, they wanted to throw a bunch of punchlines with Deadpool and it kind of just worked out because they needed somebody to fight Deadpool if like, hey, become a hero and keep him in line. Keep him in line. Yeah. And the yeah. only one that should really, besides Wolverine, and they didn't want to pay for that, yeah. definitely, because he was all... Which uh, they did at the end, didn't they? <laughs> 
Oh, a few did. times, actually. Not part this one, uh, this one, and then part two part was two actually Part great. one, they didn't do this one. They just had little pictures of him yeah, on his he face. Had a yeah, on his face. <laughs> but, you know, like him hitting Colossal's junk. Remember that? Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, your poor wife, because he broke his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they just have these punchlines that they meant for a reason. They needed a, a superhero character to kind of push. Deadpool. So maybe they picked him for his comedic, uh, for his comedic ability, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the other part that I just okay. So X Men is X Men. Deadpool is Deadpool. Everyone likes to conjoin them together. I don't see why they were necessary. I actually was kind of upset when they went to the whole kind of um. No, when they go to like the, the whole recruiting scene and everyone's getting experimented on everything, and they're like, oh. They're mutants. Shit. This is part of the X-Men world and whatnot. And I kind of go, fuck, do we really need to do this? Because I really like Deadpool by himself. I enjoy right. the story by himself. You don't really need the X-Men to have Deadpool. And and X-Men has been kind of, it's been stretched out so thin over the years. It's almost like uh, this was, they were dragging up the bottom of the barrel to try and let's, link the two together. Let's put it this way. They just released a new mutant that finally got released, finally, after like years of being on the shelf and whatnot. Deadpool came from New Mutant, and it just goes to show you just how far and how amazing Deadpool is as a character. Did you see it? No, I didn't want to see it. We actually almost saw it, in the, uh, Hannah and I almost saw it at the uh, drive-ins, actually, but we decided not to go because we're like, nah, it's probably not that great. <laughs> oh. uh, so basically, everyone in the convoy um, that uh, Deadpool comes upon, uh, Deadpool kills, except for Ajax, who escapes and goes to the bar where he learns of Vanessa. Gets Vanessa. Vanessa, I thought was her. We already kind of talked about it, but her character arc, I thought was so well done. No, she was a prostitute. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, she was definitely a stripper and a bartender, I think, or a waitress. So for sure, you know, um, lady of the night. Well, because she did work at night, so good call on that one. Anyway, asshole. Um, (laughs) No, I thought that her character was was interesting because I I first saw her and I thought, oh, this is not going to be a really interesting character because she's going to be kind of a cliche. Um, you know, their first little meeting at at the bar just seemed kind of off. But then as you had that montage of the uh, the lovemaking, uh, I just thought to me, her character in five minutes grows so much more than anything in Wonder Woman. A Scarlet Woman. <laughs> Did you just look up? I just looked up. Synonyms? Synonyms for Call Girl. No, but I agree with you. I really think that what that, a hussy. That her, that's not on the list. <laughs> I thought that she was she was written well. She was played well. Um, Marina Bakrin. Well, and let's uh, talk about so her. Well with let's that. talk about her real fast because as a, as an actor is ageless. I thought she, is. she was in her fifties. I don't know how. I couldn't even tell you how. Well, old we she remember is. her from the TV show like you know Firefly, but she was also on the show V. Firefly, sorry. Uh, she was on the the remake of the show V. She, she was, was in uh, that one. What's that one show with? Uh, I can't think. She's of also show. Gideon on um, the Flash. She's a lot of. She's a lot of different characters. I get, a lot her, of I get her mixed up so much with Jean Grey. Uh, Femke Jamison. Yeah, I don't know she why. She's way prettier than Femke Jamison. I get them mixed up. Femke Jamison, if you Fem- want to come Femke on to the show, Femke is beautiful You're too. Welcome I, to, I, yes, I actually like. <laughs> he is bad on quite a Fem- bit. Yeah, no, she's she, gross. She was amazing in Firefly, even Serenity. You know, I mean, she's Brazilian. That's she's why. just great. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous. Of course. Um, okay, so <laughs> Vanessa is kidnapped by Ajax, and you've got this kind of interesting climax to the movie, which I think. Um, I want to say it diminishes the story a little bit because the ending of this movie kind of diminished the character, diminished the power, the power of the of the story because it was very formulaic. You had a boy kidnaps girl, who hero goes to save girl and uses his powers to do so. And I just it, it just didn't feel unique. It didn't feel fresh. Um, I think I agree with you. I I, I do. I agree with you. Uh, I it is formulaic. I think that that's the point, though, is that even though this is very much an anti-superhero movie, at its heart, it's still a superhero movie, right? The guy is still putting on a, a, a costume. He's still running around beating the shit out of people. It is still very much a Marvel movie or a DC movie. Even if it says that it doesn't want to be, it still is. And I think, uh, again, I don't want to keep playing into this metafictional thing, but that this idea that it is a self-aware movie uh, with a self-aware character that knows it's, it's, a, it's a character in a movie but ultimately, we watch this because it is a superhero movie, right? 
Um, and I, I see what you're saying, though. I mean, but how else would you want it? He dies at the end, like officially dies. The bad no, guy no, no, gets no. away. No, no, no. I or? just feel like I mean, you have all of Hollywood's most overpaid writers at your disposal. Why not do something unique and different? This was not unique and different. The way I saw it was the unique part was before that yeah. part yeah. because the whole idea of the him and his fiance right at the time was like he that was a whole almost like a separate story he was trying to get back on francis of what francis pretty much put him through and then him trying to also meet up with his fiance or his girlfriend that he left that he never saw for a long for a while that that was a whole almost a whole separate story that he didn't go see her like like not like the typical he saw her only because he had to go rescue her if it was up to him, he probably wouldn't see her for a while. Like that, I I, I look at that as a little bit different than the the usual like oh you know uh, villain steals girlfriend or wife and then superhero comes back. This girl didn't even know uh, Wade was alive until the villain said something. That's the difference of this part. Right. I I enjoyed that it was a little yeah. bit just just enough difference that it was like okay like it's you get the same idea but it's a little bit different. I didn't really like like too much of the ending, to be quite honest. I think it was just too overblown. I mean, did we really, really need a battleship just to fall apart and just blow up and everything? To me, I just thought. Oh, I, thought I, I guess that's my point. When it falls you know, on top of him, it was I, just so. It was just like it was just so much. I was just it like, was they're making mutants. You know, you they're know. making mutants. I guess so. But I was just like, I'd rather just have something like a quite simple, like a badass fight scene, battle scene, kind of like Logan did it perfectly well in the end. If you if you get a chance to see that, I mean, it was just it was organic. I guess you could say. And I didn't think that, that I think the ending was kind of overblown. Well, and mm-hmm. you can't compare it to, to something like Logan, where Logan had, you know, a, a weight of 19 movies or however many movies Hugh Jackman did with that. Character. Well, I'm talking about just the fight scene, the battle, the, the final, the final climax of like uh, fighting each other and whatnot. To me, I, that's what I was hoping I, more of just more of a more of just a natural type of fight scene, you know, Yeah, and not so not so uh, Hollywoodized. Not yeah, so exactly. Bold. Yeah, no, but, I, that's that's, that's kind of what I was talking about it being formulaic it just kind of didn't work but then brandon kind of made us you know made a point like maybe that's exactly what they were trying to do just like you know hey you know we're just going let's just go overblown for the whole thing yeah and i get that i mean it could have gone either way it just to me mm-hmm. it didn't work it yeah. just, so it, this movie was a lot of hits this was a miss for me yeah no i i i see what you're saying for sure i don't know i, I enjoyed that last part personally i i mean it's deadpool the whole the, the whole idea of him talking sp- stopping the movie midway saying hey this is where i'm at in the movie right now this is why it just puts a different little aspect of the movie and i enjoy i wanted i i would not expect anything less of deadpool like i i was led up to this whole movie for this whole part i wanted a good ending because i thought okay deadpool what is he gonna do he has two x-men people next to him it's not gonna be an easy little thing because i have uh the mandalorian chick over there to the left (laughs) and then i have ajax francis and it's just funny how came a little uh like, you know, Ajax saying, well, what's my name? And then Deadpool's like, I'll spell it out for you. And then ten, five minutes later, he spelled out Francis of dead people. Like, it was just funny. To, like, there's just little scenes that, like, I, I, I feel like they kept trying to pull in together for little uh, moments. I actually like the ending about it when they kind of did that whole Ferris Bueller, you know, kind yeah, of like, you know, that was awesome. That was great. You know, yeah, was just like, like what? Are you word. waiting for Sam Jackson to come yeah. out of nowhere? I patch. Ah. So that brings us to the end of a review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides their score on our scale of zero to five. Eddie, can you take us through our scale, please? Yes. Uh, zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. Uh, one, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're in the Uber lifting home. Four, a uh, rough morning watch of shame. Five, blackout shit face spring break drunk. And if Uber or Lyft ever wants to uh, sponsor, you know, sponsor the, the program, we're, 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 we're very yeah. much... We uh, like what you do as far as helping people get home safe. We will do more threes if you sponsor yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not above we, being bought. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah, let's start with you. Yeah. I, I didn't sell that. I bought in. Um, I think certain people were born to play roles, and I think Ryan Reynolds was born to play Deadpool. I mean, he's the only reason... Deadpool works, I believe. I think, like I was telling you earlier, it paved the way for other comic books to approach the R-rated features and whatnot. You know, if this didn't work, we wouldn't have Logan. We wouldn't have last year's Joker. A lot of cool action sequence. I think John Wick kind of did better of the action sequence. I think they were trying to copy it, but that's just my opinion. However, I think this is a badass of a movie i think it's good times i think this is the type of movie that you know really supports 
of the comic book graphic novels that people are always been like reading about and you kind of really get it close on the screen so to me this was a fun movie but i actually think deadpool 2 is a way better film however this one was fun times this is an easy to drink for me guys eddie so i think deadpool 1 was better than deadpool 2 personally i just i know uh but i do like both deadpools so i recommend you go watch this movie uh, and you have a blowjob with it, the drink, that is. And Aviation, uh, Ryan Reynolds. And avi- yeah, aviation, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> aviation, Jen, sorry. I mean, we will definitely say this aviation every time if you sponsor us, Ryan Reynolds. So, <laughs> but uh, overall, the Deadpool, I feel like this just brought a whole new aspect of hero hero movies, anti-hero movies that was like, okay, they don't all have to be 100% good to uh, be a hero. And it was just cool, like, realistically, if you're a hero, you're thinking, like, are you, like, what are you thinking? And this, sometimes I feel like this was would be what I'll be thinking. Like, I want a little bit of revenge. I want a little bit, like, I'm pissed off. This guy, you know, did this to me. Or this, or this guy killed my family. Like, I'm going to get some revenge. And this guy made it almost, like, laughable and also a little bit believable of what you would be thinking in that scenario if that was you. Not so much like, you're not going to be Iron Man, you're not going to be Thor, you're not going to be Spider-Man. It's like, this is, I almost have a little uh, sense of humor with just like, okay, well, I'm over here just like, oh, nut shot, bam! Like, you know, like, it'd be a little bit funny if you had to go through some of those things. Um, I don't know. It made me laugh. But overall, uh, I feel like this is a movie that I would definitely watch more often uh, than that if it's on TV. I also think, though, it's a two. It's a happy buzz for me. Uh, Sean. All right. Um, so <clears throat> there was a lot of parts about this movie that I thought were revolutionary. I thought the breaking of the fourth wall, being crass and using the language he used, being that it was R-rated, uh, like Eddie said, the, the gunshots in inappropriate places and actually aiming for those places, uh, I thought all in all created this totally different picture of superhero films. And I think for that, it should be commended because it, it revolutionized the way uh, that films uh, will be made from now on, especially when they're trying to push the envelope. Uh, Jeremiah said it best. Logan, which is, I think, a better movie than this, would not have been made if it wasn't for this movie. Um, the Boys on, on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Kind of stem from <laughs> That's what, Even yeah. Umbrella Academy kind of has a little bit of a feeling from yeah. uh, Deadpool. Uh, also, uh, I think Joker, which... Joker is one of those movies that I think changes again. It, it, it manipulates again the way that uh, films are are kind of portrayed. But Deadpool, I'm looking at it as a standalone movie. I liked the second one much better. Agree. This one was an 8 out of 10 on uh, movie database. IMDb. Yeah, IMDb. And, and I bet it's really high on Rotten Tomatoes. But what I kind of, and this is the difference between the Joker and Logan in this movie, is that where they chose to get their R rating was not in language and dick jokes. And it was in story and graphic and kind of different, different placed uh, seriousness. I prefer that to dick jokes. I understand that they're good. I understand everyone likes them because that's just, you know, uh, it's the nature of the beast. It didn't appeal to me. Yeah, his, his character didn't appeal to me. I thought he was funny. I laughed, but at the same time, it was like it was so gratuitous and over the top. For me personally, it wasn't super appealing. And for that, I'm going to knock it a little bit. Uh, I thought the the plot was very mundane. It was very um, formulaic. There wasn't a lot of, of extras about it. But Ryan Reynolds was a was a champion. He was he was absolutely fantastic as Deadpool. So I'm kind of torn between in my score, I'm torn between all these different factors. So um I definitely thought uh it was better than average, so it's better than a 2.5. Um so I'm going to go I'm going to go right at 2. I think that's probably a little harsh, a little harsher than it should be, but at the same time I think that it just for me personally did not appeal like other kind of less crass movies have appealed to me. Brandon Right. So uh, I will not make any more uh, major statements about it after this. Uh, I hate superhero movies. I just do. Um, I don't find them entertaining. I don't find them fun. I don't find them. Spoiler alert. We got it after four. Yeah. (laughs) Four weeks. (laughs) That being said, there's a reason that I'm putting it this way. Um, I don't like them. And so when I saw this and I I went in knowing that it was supposed to be funny, I didn't know anything beyond that um, because I intentionally stay away from superhero movies. 
But that being said, when I sat down, I watched this and it was such a breath of fresh air. Personally, my humor, the thing that I find funny is the opposite of dick jokes. I don't find dick jokes. I don't find body humor funny in the least. But what I do love is a really, really smart movie. I love a movie that knows what it's doing, doesn't ask or doesn't uh, ask for apologies or doesn't make apologies, um, doesn't ask for permission. It just does it and it knows what it's doing. And to me, um, I look at the, the cleverness of the writing. I look at the quality of the acting. Um, and I look at kind of not really the originality of the story because you're right. It's not an original story. But what it is, it's the originally presented story. And for that, I haven't seen Deadpool 2. I guarantee within the next week I'm going to be seeing Deadpool 2 because to me this was everything that I wanted, which is uh, a, a direct statement to viewers saying, hey, you guys like superhero movies? Why? Like, really, what's the purpose that you like? Now, I do think it falls into it. Like we're talking about at the end, the movie falls into it because it is a superhero movie. In a lot of ways, it gets the fact that it's making fun of itself while it's making fun of the MCU and the DCEU. Um, and, and to me, heck, this isn't a movie that I would just watch if I were, uh, you know, if it came on TV and I was just there. This is a movie that I would go over to my cabinet. I would get out if I owned it, which I probably will now. Uh, and I would put it in to watch just because I want to watch it. It's overly violent. It is overly uh, crass. And it is so beautifully done, I think, because of that. So I'm giving this a one. Um, and I'm going to say that I'm, I'm feeling good with this first cocktail. A fucking one. A one. One thousand percent. Eddie, when you take uh, all four of those scores and add them up and divide by four, what does Deadpool get? No, it's not 20.8. No, this is funny because it's not error either. I, I added a, I added a little bit extra, extra points on mine. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Um, so you've it, got a good back half. It, it's a one point seven five. One point seven five. Uh, proud uh, of you guys, Jeremiah. Where does one point seven five of D- Deadpool get us on our list of movies that we've reviewed? One point seven five. It's actually tied with a couple classics of uh, Brandon's favorite. It's right between American Pie, yes. and The Sting, yes. <laughs> Jesus. Is there science to this? No, I don't know, what but I like I like all, all three. Because so, Brandon is either a two, a one, or so, a seven. A one yeah. or a twelve. <laughs> so let's yeah, put it this way: uh, Galaxy Quest, Psycho is better than Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool is better than Independence Day, Fight Club, and yeah. V for Vendetta. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds really good. I think okay. it is. I'll give it that. I think it's better than uh, Galaxy Quest. No, uh, Galaxy Quest is better than this movie. I think Galaxy Quest is much more wholesome. Galaxy Quest was, was aware of itself. I'm not going to uh, listen. It was listen. also aware that of itself. Was, yeah. You should listen that to Galaxy Quest. That was a shit show of a movie. Without, without Galaxy Quest, you don't have Deadpool. I can tell you that right Bullshit. now. Bullshit. No, yeah. no, no. Mystery Man first before Galaxy Quest. First of all, Galaxy Quest was before That's movie. actually kind of true. That did came out before no. Galaxy without Quest. Without George Millet's trip to the moon, we wouldn't have any movies. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, feel free to watch that on YouTube. It's the first official narrative film. All right. If you enjoyed our if you're a fan of our podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It's very important for you to actually write out reviews and leave us five-star reviews. It helps, it helps the podcast grow. And please, by the way, please listen. Please just share us to your friends, your families. You know, grandma people, and Grandpa. Yeah. We're very wholesome. Are, are we? No. Okay. Uh, if you are interested, you can find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. Uh, you can visit our website at the gentleman podcast.com. Or if you want, you can reach out to us on by email at hosts, H O S T S at the gentleman podcast.com for legal reasons. We don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us. And of course, be, because we live in a ridiculous society where people are stupid, 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 we must please ask you not to drink and drive if you're listening to us in the car. Uh, Eddie, do we have any Stop the presses. Stop the Stop. Shout out. Stop the presses. Palm Bay, Florida. Thank Ooh. you. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Born and raised. West Philadelphia. Oh, that's West Philadelphia. Uh, uh, no, but Philadelphia, yes. Thank you. Uh, La Vista, Nebraska. I, La Vista, Nebraska. That's what I uh, was. contradictory. Yeah, I was actually thinking it was the this. you? La Vista, uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. That's oh, cool. But Nebraska. hey, they're out there, and thank you, Nebraska. Yeah, if, if I pronounce it wrong, I'm sorry. Go ahead and just shout out to me. Uh, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> hope but you get an email just about you. They mispronounce our city. <laughs> our city. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next uh, we've got. Let's see, that was the A end brand of our superheroes. We're done with superheroes. We God. are going to actually start our spectacular Halloween Ooh. episodes. What are we watching first? Oh, this is going to be the greatest thing ever because we've finally been talking about this whole season. Guess what we'll be watching? 
I believe it's. I'm not watching this movie. Seven days. The I'm not ring. Watching this movie. I'm not watching this movie. You have to watch it on DVD, right? Uh, apparently, apparently, there will be a guest judge in place of Sean. I'll watch uh, it. I've hey, Sean. Oh. Um, I got this uh, v- uh this videotape. I got a VCR. You want to actually watch oh, something? VCR. You have a VCR. What's, you have a VCR. I would pay. You yeah, it's high five. Why are you not watching with a VCR though? What's what what throws on the VCR? A videotape. The VHS. Yes. Yes. I saw this one movie about this videotape that killed people, though. I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know. Let's this try one it time at Bandcamp, I hope you all watch the video and die in seven days. Yeah. You're the guy that accidentally was just watching the room. Shit, it's on. <laughs> 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 anyway, so what's the movie we're going to be watching? We're starting our spectacular season with The Ring. Woo! The Ring. Apparently, I have to watch it. So. Classico. Uh, hold on to your butts. We'll see you next week. And thank you all for listening. Cheers, thank gentlemen. Cheers. Ooh. That was a legitimately that was one of our best. I'm starving. I like it. What are you kidding? They don't know, Brandon, that we already ate. <laughs> Way to go, Brandon. Way to go, Brandon. Way to ruin everything. <laughs>